Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Chaos Plan. If you'd like to know more about the show and have an idea of kind of what's going on and where we're at in the world, visit our website where we are currently working on an online campaign guide, which you can find at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you would like to join the show or become a sponsor and help us make this podcast better, visit our Patreon account. Just search for The Adventuring Guild or our website to find a link. And by subscribing and helping us out, you can not only join our Discord to hear our episodes live, you can also become a member of the show, get some awesome merch, and represent the guild. So thank you very much, and on with the show. Ah, hello and welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Today we are recording a mission with Cherno and Bob that occurred on the 20th of planting. We kind of breezed over it a little, uh, having a few issues with scheduling, but we're coming back now to get into those sewers that we uh, promised you all. So I suppose we can just get back straight into it. If there's anything else you want to add, Bob. Uh, nope, I think I'm good to go. We did break once in the middle uh, between the 19th and the 20th, and Cherno made a single contract, but other than that, I think it was basically straight through the whole thing. Okay, awesome. I do have one question, Brayden. Yes. How did you convince Bob that it would be worth all of the complete uh, paradox fixing when you completely TPK us? <laughs> yes <laughs> I've come up with a few things in my mind you know <laughs> because I'm like it was after this Bob set up all the, the guild but uh, Bob's dead <laughs> that's the real mystery of it all that will be revealed in the charity stream as I've been dead <laughs> the whole time <laughs> this may this definitely only makes sense to Bob but Bob you're probably actually one of those meteorite monsters oh, <laughs> damn that's freaky uh, yeah, spoilers no, to come <laughs> yeah. this sounds like a, the kind of podcast that uh, Brayden be hosting <laughs> yes <laughs> Alright, well, uh, I suppose we can start off with you, Cherno, as I believe you had just left the temple, had you not? Having heard that you could, in fact, get the Raven Queen as a patron to create pacts with. Yes, that's right. I would have been... Bob had left earlier for me to have my chat. I had gone back to my room for a small nap because I was up all night. And so... I think it'd be probably noon-ish, and then I'd be trying to go find Bob to talk about some sort of mission near the Temple District at some sort of cafe, waiting till the man in the Raven Mask runs by. Okay. 
<laughs> the patron Starbuck, the patron saint or the patron <laughs> god of all caffeine. <laughs> we need to do a coffee domain for <laughs> for the cleric. Flickerate. <laughs> That's why I'm calling it Sundo, the opposite of a, the star is the sun. Or a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and I mean, they like the money and the dough, so hey. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so as you're enjoying a chocolate croissant and decaf latte at Sundo, uh, <laughs> Bob, what are you uh, Bob, after uh, waking up, probably would do his usual morning routine of getting... Uh, his lantern, making sure the charge is full on that, and uh, probably just get suited up and head out. Uh, having made the deal with Cherno and then realizing later that he didn't actually specify where to meet, he would probably head down to the Temple's Guild and check around the Raven Queen's Temple, thinking Cherno may be waiting for him over there. Alright, we'll say that by some stretch of fate, be it through the Raven Queen or perhaps just sheer luck, uh, Cherno, as you are sitting down, sipping on your latte, uh, you take a moment to look up from the daily sort of uh, announcement paper that was handed to you in the street to see the raven-masked Bob walking through the middle of the crowd. I will just... No, I'm, I might need Shadow Step. Oh, no, I don't. I used it that evening. <laughs> Dang it. All right, so I would just wave. I can't do anything more. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'd be able to spot the flaming blue individual in the in the cafe. I mean, uh, oh, I'm yeah. subtle. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, yeah. Then uh, after seeing Cherno, I would definitely approach. Uh, I'm more of a tea guy in the morning, so I would probably get a big old cup of whatever highly caffeinated breakfast tea they have, and then. Uh, uh, sitting down with him. All right. Okay. So while, while you're doing that, you're going to notice that Turno is holding his top no sleeve, full hand, and just drinking without blowing on it or anything. Wow. <laughs> That's hardcore. <laughs> Fire <Just> resistance. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely finding it difficult to sip on mine without you know getting any on that Raven's mask. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine you're like <laughs> drinking it like bird. Like dipping <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, I just pictured the awkward like he's got his head's like mostly upside down and he's trying to like drip it down so it just kinda of falls <laughs> under the beak. Oh, yeah. Joke's on you, the beak is actually a giant straw. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what being in the Tinker's Guild gets you. Great inventions <laughs> No joke. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Slurpinator brought to you by the same inventors of the Baldinator. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Okay, uh, so a small halfling will bring around a sort of disposable wooden uh, slip to go around the outside of your tea and coffee mug, if you desire. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably uh, just blow on it furiously until I'm able to drink the entire cup, and then uh, uh, toss it back, taking uh, a bit of a win, or you know, making a bit of a wince, and then uh, just heading over to the sewers with Cherno. I don't think I would want to risk carrying a drink with me into the sewers, never knowing what might splash up into it. Sure. So you had heard that under the temples district, in those particular sewers, there were. Some the, One of the priestesses had had visions and sort of 
gained slight confirmation that there were sigils being placed down there by someone who worshipped Orcus or worships Orcus that would reanimate corpses that were or people that had died in that particular section of sewers. Okay. Uh, are they like on the outside of the sewers or would they be within the sewers? You had heard that uh, from the priestess that they would in fact be within and there would be a few of them. Okay, so we wouldn't be able to just inspect them from the outside. I guess knowing... I mean, we would have been directed as to which entrance to use, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, then uh, I would probably use the lantern right away, shine the lantern, and just kind of inspect the first sigils I see before getting any further so we kind of know what we might be facing later as we go further on in. All right, we'll say that you head towards a bathhouse that you were um, told about, um, sort of a bathhouse temple of sorts that is dedicated <laughs> to a god of uh, of beauty or something along those lines. Johnson and Johnson, the uh, <laughs> goddess of bath product and beauty. Yes. Oh, I'm, I just keep thinking of the anime about the... Eastern Dragon. Um. <laughs> you see a small trap door off to the side leading down to a uh, stone sort of hallway that leads underneath some some of the bath waters sort of beginning to spill down into the area and you see it kind of funneling down into a central sort of trough that travels forward and then uh, drops off water falling down into a larger, smaller, ex- a larger expanse. Sorry. A lot larger, smaller expanse? Yeah, I know. <laughs> a larger uh, set sort of further down into the earth expanse. I guess, uh, what, what, what kind of lighting are we talking about? Like, is there any kind of light at all in this area? Or are we getting far enough away from the actual bathhouse and the lights itself that... I'll need the light, because I don't want to give away our position with the light until we absolutely have to, but I don't have dark vision, so I'm kind of screwed without it. I, d- I have uh, dark vision anyways. There is very, very little light down here. I was just going to put my hand on my shoulder and be like, I do have dark vision. Okay, well, I guess, uh, obvious question I didn't think about, how much light do you put off? Would it be enough that you would be visible anyway, so it's not going to matter if I have my light on or not, or...? Uh, I guess that's kind of up to you. In my, my, my light blue flames are just kind of always there, but just like propane flames, when you turn it all the way down, it barely gives, gives off light. Okay, we can just say that it doesn't cast light simply for mechanic's sake. Otherwise, there's no point in, you know, you trying to roll any kind of stealth rolls in a dark environment that rely on sight. So we'll say that it doesn't put off. You you can turn the light basically all the way down. Yeah, is the idea. That being said, I can cast Reduce Flame as a cantrip. Okay, well, if I know that there's sigils down here that need inspecting... I would probably first let Cherno take the lead, and if he can't decipher them with his dark vision, then I'd kick on the lantern. Okay, sounds good. All right, so following the hall further down and walking along the exterior of the trough, there are two sort of probably about a foot and a half stone walkways on either side of the trough with this running water now beginning to spill down into the room further on. Uh, You make your way down a small set of stairs that 
follows that waterfalling trough and into the room and uh, okay. what are your passive perceptions? 11. Yeah, since I can't see, I don't uh, mine's, I don't think it nil, uh, but it 10 normally. Okay. You hear a small sort of rock clatter nearby, Cherno? Almost like small. someone's kicked a rock with their boot. Yeah, I was going to ask, small like someone kicked a rock or small like rock got moved because water running? Definitely the walking kind. Well, what's my, oh, my intelligence is high. What would, I'm trying to think of terms because I have a couple of options. Oh, okay. Well, thank God we figure out our trades ideals of Bob the Flaws right away. Without asking for any, you know, if this is a good idea or not, I'm just going to cast Produce Flame and look in that direction. Okay. So as the red, reddish-orange light begins sort of filling the room. You see the direction that the sound came from. Uh, there are a few s- sort of loose stones across the ground where uh, the exterior walls have slowly chipped away over time. But you do see in this sort of circular room on the wall, there's almost like this corroded sigil into the stone itself. We close enough to be able to decipher the sigil, or is it across the room far enough away that we need to get closer to be able to roll a check on it? Uh, you'd only probably be about ten feet away now, and the light casting upon it probably enough for you to see it. But okay. it, it appears to be like a magical rune or something along those lines. Well, using the magic of my book of Pact, I can able I am able to read all languages, so you cannot speak or understand spoken words in all languages. Would this count as a language or a magical symbol? This would count as a magical symbol. So where you don't sort of notice immediate words upon the sigil itself, I would say you do get a few sort of inklings into the nature of the sigil as you're kind of reading over it or attempting to read over it at least. You sort of get the words death, undeath, general sort of necromancy-based words. And as you're kind of looking at it and reading it and the light's casting over it, there's a slight sort of flicker of light on, like, dampness on the sigil, sorry. And it's almost like it's beginning to, like, leak a little bit of, like, acid or goo or something on those. Okay, so uh, I guess would Cherno say that out loud or that it's about death and undeath? Maybe not, but he would make quite the look of, like, huh. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and roll an arcana check on it, just or religion or whatever you want on it. Yeah, whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, they're both zero, so. <laughs> That's a 14. Okay, looking over it and having some sort of clarification from one of the priestesses before you came here, you feel that if you give it... Mm, well, how would I explain this? If you sort of cleanse it with, like, holy... Something of holy nature, like holy magic, or if you were to say enough of a uh, devout kind of prayer next to it while sort of uh, trying to remove it, that would potentially be enough to get rid of it. Okay. Um, I guess first I would kind of let Cherdo know that, and if he wants to attempt a holy something since he's actually a cleric, I would totally defer to him. Otherwise, I can try my hand at something with the Raven Queen. So, uh, first, Cherdo's just going to look at you like, you can understand that? 
Like, what the heck? I'm <laughs> like, I, I took the cram test, uh, you know, cram to study <laughs> some of this material before I could, oh, yeah. before I went out, you know. <laughs> cram I test on orcas sigils. No joke. I, I think the Raven Queen Temple would probably have, you know, a few books or scrolls or something maybe that I would have perused to, to prep for this, being as this is kind of something to get a wagon, which is one of my big desires, so I probably would have put in as much of the homework time as I needed to study up for it. Alright. Well, yeah, because Turno can't read it at all, and that, he's not happy with that. He's supposed to be able to read everything. <laughs> and not power. And, hey, where's my knowledge? Um, <laughs> so, uh, I guess out of the, yeah, Sacred Flame, me being the blue flamed man I am, what we do. <laughs> okay. As you stand towards, or closer towards the wall, uh, raising your hands out, a bluish flame emanates from them and begins coating the wall. You hear like this strange sucking, almost like rocks beginning to depressurize almost. I know that's such a foreign concept and I don't know. <laughs> but you, yeah. you hear the rocks the rocks almost beginning to like squeak and you see that sort of glistening liquid beginning to dry up and as it completely dries the stone is left almost completely untarnished. Diagonally. <laughs> Aside uh... the enemy was spirited away. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes, that is the temple I pictured, and I'm going to, for lack of a better idea, cast Sacred Flame. I'm just standing back watching him torch this wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the room is lit up with beautiful blue sparkles, and the symbol, the sigil, sorry, is completely removed from the edge of the wall. Anything yes. happen? Yeah, do, do I need to roll this hell if I did something? You, yeah, roll a roll a religion or an arcana check for all the undead pour through. <laughs> yes. See, if that's the case, I have to sense that. Um, that's an eight. An eight. You aren't quite oh, sure. Nine. You're not. You yeah. don't have too much experience with removing sigils of such undeath and sort of destruction, but. It appears like the, at least superficially from the wall itself, it has been lifted. And then I guess, uh, seeing that it had been partially removed, I would probably uh, take a step back, kind of the, well, no, because we came from a one-way passage, didn't we, straight into this room? You did. Is there another passage off to any one of these sides that I notice anything coming from? I can roll a crappy perception check for you. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, go ahead. There are two other passages leading out and then a sort of tunnel for the water to travel down through, but it's probably only big enough for like a dandabin sized creature to fit through. With my pass or with my uh, plus zero, that is an eleven. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's incredibly dark down here with the small amount of light that's sort of billowing across the wall currently from Cherno's sacred flame. You do manage to catch the sight of what looks like a humanoid-ish shaped creature standing in one of the other passageways, just sort of looking in your direction. Oh, poop. Okay, I would really quickly kick on my lantern, because stealth is no longer an option. 
uh, and uh, just kick on the lantern and see what I see. It looks like a female. Long, blackish-colored hair. Uh, if Cherno, you'd be looking... I'm sure Bob... Actually, Bob, with your infinite uh, DM knowledge from the previous uh, world you were in, you see what appears to be a member of the Shadows Guild. Ooh, poo. Um, I, I would have the Tinkers, because, I, yeah, I'm a member of the Tinkers Guild, though, so I'd have that emblem on me. Uh, seeing that they're a member of the Shadows Guild, I would probably try and make myself look as, like, more of a threat than what my loot is worth. So I wouldn't summon my glaive and ha- appear to have a weapon. I would just kind of be holding a lantern and just like looking at them, not saying or doing anything, trying to judge their intention. Okay. Would you like to roll insight? Yeah. To judge uh, with Can a plus, I do the same? Sure, go ahead. With a plus two, that's an eight. An eight. That's a that one. <laughs> so... Looking towards them, their and it's weird. Their features are almost muted. Like you're beginning to wonder if they're even taking notice of you within the room. They're just sort of standing blankly, unmoving. I would whisper just loud enough for Cherno to hear. I would say, "Watch my back," and I'm gonna slowly start approaching. You know, five foot at a time, walking non-threateningly. Uh, holding the lantern in front, like not shining it in their eyes, but definitely illuminating them and the the passage around them. Uh, just kind of walk up till I get within ten feet, and then I'll say, "Can I help you with anything?" Before you go that far, I want to interrupt you. Can I roll a persuasion to talk Bob into letting me talk to them? I mean, you could just ask Bob. Or- <laughs> yeah, I would let you if you if you got the expertise. I was just thinking since I've got a glaive and you're a cleric, I was putting myself between you and the target, but if you want to try and reason with them, I would 100% let you talk. So, I'll go completely not threateningly, because well, I guess the real question is, do I recognize them as a Shadow Guild member, or did Bob say that out loud? Oh, I would have uh, said that. I would have whispered that to you. I'd be like, uh, looks like this is a Shadows Guild member. Be careful. I'm going to walk up front. Okay, you so- being a member of the Shadows Guild, too, aren't you, Chenos? I am. You would recognize. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of put my hand on his shoulder and be like, you watch the door. I'll see if I can help this out. And then I would put on my biggest, like, smooth talker thing. <laughs> Go up and be like, what a surprise seeing someone so attractive in such a less attractive place. I would whiz- I would wolf whistle. <laughs> um... As you walk up to them, you notice, like, small bits of dust or ash falling from their body. And their head just kind of, like, looks up towards you, too. Completely blackened eyes. Are they dead? And you hear coming from the mouth of this lady. Where? Where? Where am I? Under, in the the lovely... Sewers under the temple district. I'm cold. Come closer. 
I back up till I'm within 10 feet of Cherno, and I've got my hand out ready to summon my glaive, but I'm not going to do it yet. I, I've heard this before on way too many TV uh, horror movies. <laughs> I'm... Hmm. I'm going to produce a flame, because it doesn't, if I'm not mistaken, it doesn't give off much heat, but it gives, might give off a little. Sure. Uh, and walk a little bit closer, and just be like, why are you cold? You see her head turn and look towards the flame, but it's like her head leaves an imprint of where it was in almost like a shadowy cloud that like catches up with the rest of her head. Probably a second after it turns. Uh, um. I see dead people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear a horrific scream come from the tunnel behind her. Yep, glaives out now. <laughs> I'm going to cast Sacred Flame on her, but I'm going to say sorry. Okay. Uh, Alright, let's succeed on the deck saving throw. Okay, dexterity save. Ooh, not too good. How's the six? <laughs> Does not save. 28 radiant damage. I'm really sorry. Oh, that is six plus. Oh, alright. No, it's just straight damage, right? Six. <laughs> six points of damage. Oof. As the flame sort of begins billowing around her form and lighting her up, uh, you see the ash beginning to, like, crumble from her body. This sort of blackish, shadowy cloud left in some of the places where the ash is, like, peeling away. Almost like her skin and sort of flesh are beginning to, like, fall off as you're cleansing her with this radiant energy. I'll turn to... Bob and like yell, are you sure she's with the Shadows Guild? We better roll initiative. Yeah. <laughs> oh damn, that is a twenty. Oh wow. Good. One of us was prepared for a fight because it was not me. That's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That'll definitely be Bob up first. All right. I would slam the butt of my glaive right on the ground and uh, point at the uh, ashen creature because the ash just fell off. They're still standing there, correct? Yes. Okay. I would point at them and scream out, the dead should remain dead as a bell tolls behind me. So I need a wisdom saving throw as I cast Toll the Dead. Oh, wow. Uh, That'll be a 14. Damn. One point more. So they uh, save, or two points more, so they save on that. Um, Yep, and that's all I got. They take no damage on a fail. Okay. The bell sounds out, and you watch her facial expression change rapidly, her mouth opening up wide and her eyes sort of glazing over. What was already black begins, like, welling up with like these blackish little tears of shadow that begin dripping down her face like tears I don't think she's okay (laughs) (laughs) Alice Cooper is that you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know if we do inspiration in this game but I'd give you one for that 
Oh yeah, we one hundred percent do inspiration. So I will take it. Okay, yes, take it. Uh, all right, that'll bring us to her turn. So, seeing that you've just said this uh, phrase towards her, and her <laughs> eyes are welling up, she just lets out this moanful scream. And I'm going to need both of you to make wisdom saving throws for me. Does it have to be wisdom? That's a fifteen. Okay, that's a success. Um, 13 Oh, both successes Okay, so You feel this biting cold of death Sort of well up over top of you But you both manage to sort of shrug the majority of it off Feel the frightening essence of this creature's moan Sort of taking to your soul Instead of only Oh, instead of taking four points of cold damage You only take two Hot diggity And then you watch as this creature is going to actually it is going to just stay exactly where it is you watch it kind of begin levitating up off the ground a little bit the ash and sort of shadow falling where the feet were standing that'll bring us to Cherno okay um I have concerns (laughs) (laughs) well I guess the first question is, did the uh, radiant damage seem to do extra? Was it super effective? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It appeared to damage the strange creature, but it didn't look like she was in any extra pain than what you'd expect a strange thing to be. Dying would help her any. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Too little, too late. What was that? turn undead what is that okay would she be undead what how could i tell if she's undead you can roll a religion check we'll do that as i'm probably the only cleric who doesn't have proficiency in religion (laughs) (laughs) it's like i won't need this (laughs) oh but i got lucky that's an unnatural 20 oh wow given what you've learned about the sort of sigils that are around here and knowing that there's a lot of crime and sort of murders and fights that happen from the Shadows Guild in the sewers itself, you could almost piece together that perhaps this lady has fallen within the time that these sigils were erected and has returned either as a spirit of some kind or some other kind of undead. Because if she was dead within the last ten minutes, I could chat with her (laughs) with that speech. Alright, I'm going to save my child divinity for now because I don't know if it'll fully work and I have a feeling I might need it later so yeah we'll just go I'm going to take a few steps back and throw another sacred flame out okay dexterity saving throw oh wow uh 18 yep there's (laughs) no damage (laughs) (laughs) so as you shoot out this flame her eyes and Oh, sorry, her eyes kind of leaking out the darkish tears as she's floating up above uh, where she was previously standing. You watch, she quickly flies to the edge of the tunnel and through the wall and then almost back into the same place, avoiding the shot of radiant energy. That'll bring us to Bob. Okay, uh, Bob will once again slam the butt of his glaive down even... Actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put myself between uh, the 
creature and Cherno, if I'm able, because you didn't get within five feet, you just got close. Or did you actually step within five feet? Of who? Of the creature thing. Nope. Okay, then I'm going to put myself right up in between, uh, swing my glaive down while casting Booming Blade. So first I need to see if it hits. Uh, 16 plus 4 for 20. Oh, yeah. All right, and then I need a wisdom save, DC 12. Uh, that is only going to be 11. All right. Uh, let's see here. So they become sheathed in thunder energy if they uh, until the start of their next move or start of their next turn. If they move during that round, they take an additional 1d8 thunder damage, but they will take right now nine points of damage. Oh wow! Uh, what kind of damage is that? Uh, magical slashing. Okay, good to know. Awesome. As you slash down into her with your glaive, you watch the sort of section where you cut through almost begins becoming distorted, similar to how you'd seen in the real world on an old-fashioned TV when the channel's, like, flicking from the top of the screen below. Her body's almost, like, flicking in and out of existence. Weird. Okay, yeah, then I would just stand right there and just wait it out, you know, hoping that it doesn't try to get past me to churn up. Alright, that'll bring us to its turn. It, looking towards you, has got its hand sort of down on its stomach where you had chopped through, and uh, its mouth is open and it says Why are you here? Uh, I would say back to stop Orcus. And I would say because I'm helping him. <laughs> Oh, it recharges its moan, and it oh, is going God. to let out another chilling moan. So I'll get you to make wisdom saving throws, both of you. That's a nine. Uh, that is a fail. That's a 16. That is a success. Okay. Yay, Hades bloodline. <laughs> okay, so, Bob, you take 11 points of cold damage, and you oh. are currently frightened until the end of this creature's next turn so you see this thing moan and you watch the ash begin like spitting out of its mouth and into your eyes and across your face you feel the cold from it beginning like freezing your face Uh, Cherno you only take 5 points of cold damage and you're not frightened but you do feel the chilling grips of death sort of grasping at you from this creature is this psychotic damage? Uh, cold damage cold damage okay just checking uh, you said cold of death so <laughs> <laughs> that will end this creature's turn Cherno alright Cherno is just kind of amused with himself and also didn't appreciate it so he's just gonna go two can do that and I'm gonna cast chill touch nice <laughs> so I need to make a ranged attack spell please roll well please roll well you haven't rolled well yet I'm going to assume an 11 doesn't hit an 11 does hit what? Awesome. Okay. Um, 1d8 of necrotic damage. And that is 6 damage. Okay. And it can't as regain you... HP. Alright. As you watch the hand grasp onto the creature, you see it begin... It just Its eyes sort of just look down towards the hand that you've summoned to uh, deliver this necrotic burst. And it doesn't have any effects seemingly on it. Wait, Chill Touch does nothing? It is immune to necrotic damage. 
damn. Yeah, Turnos just kind of gets really big-eyed and looks at Bob like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I can't even meta that, because one of my big abilities is necro damage. <laughs> Alright, that'll bring us to Bob, if there's nothing else for your turn, Turner. Alright, Bob is going to... I'm probably just going to swing at it again. I can take another full hit like that, so I'm going to just try to swing again at it. Uh, booming Blade one more time to keep it from moving. Sure. Uh, and actually, I was wrong. It does not require a saving throw. If I hit, it just has the effect. Okay. So that is a 15 plus 4 for 19. Yep. Definitely hit. All right. So then if it moves, it takes the thunder damage, uh, and it deals only 7 points this time. 7 points of damage is exactly what you need as you slice down through the creature, sort of channeling channeling uh, your patron through your glaive. You watch as you split the phantom down the middle and as it does, it kind of begins like shrinking and crawling and hobbling along the ground and you watch as it sort of comes to rest. Its body just slowly diminishes into a pile of dust and ash on the ground. I would definitely scoop up some of the ash uh, and then because I'm obsessed with that kind of thing. I would scoop up the ash and then check to make sure there wasn't anything else around. Okay, sure. Give us a perception check. Can I cast or abuse uh, death speech? Sure. What would you like to uh, try and talk about? Briefly with the souls of the recently deceased. Um, Who did this to you? And what can you warn us about? And I would probably do some sort of secret code to make it known that I'm also part of the Shadows Guild. Okay. Alright, uh, give me a persuasion check with advantage. Okay, don't fail me now. Persuasion. The secret language oh, is, who popped a cap in your ass? <laughs> 21. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <well. laughs> okay, 21. Uh, you stand down over the ashy remains of this phantom and uh, speak out to it and... After giving the code that you are part of the Shadows Guild as well, there's almost like this sudden acceptance of your presence and you feel a small tingle in your mind as a voice sort of comes across saying, um, It was the Necromancer. Where is he and what can you warn us about? How did he get you? I think he's gone now, but I came down here break into a temple. I guess I was just caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Thank you. Uh, what is your name so I can report it to the te- or to the guild? A great question, and one I will answer with <laughs> a fantasy name generator. Oh, I have a name, alright, and it's a great name. <laughs> it is... The greatest name that I was ever given. <laughs> yes, it was passed down to me by my family for click, 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 generations of click, 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 click. <laughs> you hear uh, in your mind, my name is Anor, Anor Diley. Which honestly sounds like a pun of I'm a die, but sure. Yeah. I was I was thinking more along the lands of Annabelle, and that was I wasn't going to touch that no more. I've seen that exorcism. Uh, I guess while he's doing that, do I see anything around? Because I would be kind of wandering while he's talking to make sure we don't get jumped from the back. Sure. Uh, looking around, there is one other exit that 
well, leaves the room other than the one you came down. And then the sort of hallway that you're currently... Uh, you do not see any anything other than the sort of sewer rat sort of running by with a sort of loaf or half a loaf of bread within its grasp. So I'll just pass on to Bob that her name was Anna Diley, and she came down to break into a temple, but it sounds like she was in the wrong place at the wrong time when a necromancer on her. She thinks the necromancer is gone now. Okay. We still got to take care of all these little undead bastards, I think, to honor the guild's request that we take down the cult of Orcus group that's down here, so this is going to be a long trip. Um, I say we do as much as we can for today, and then when we exit, I'll head up to the temple and try and buy some holy water vials uh, just to have on hand, and then you know we'll clear out what we can today when we need a rest for the night go up, buy the holy water stuff, and then take a rest, come back as soon as we get done with the rest at night or whatever time it ends up being, clear out some more, and just keep cycling that through. I I think you're right, but I gotta tell you, Eternal's like, we need a cleric. He just keeps thinking it, like, we need a cleric. And then it's like, oh, I'm a cleric. No, we need a real cleric. (laughs) (laughs) I I would definitely be assessing my my life choices right now. Yeah, and I feel like I'm a cleric, but of books. Does this look like a book to you? <laughs> yeah, no joke. Well, the skin is pretty leathery, like leathery, like a book. It was dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Then I would say um, I've got a set of keys that I'm not using, and I have some rope. I'm going to go ahead and cut off a small chunk of rope, fray it so that I can make kind of a long string, and I'm going to hang it in front of that other entrance so that if something does walk through that other entrance behind us, it'll shake the keys, and so we don't have to be as worried about something getting behind us without us knowing. Awesome. That sounds like a fantastic idea. Okay, do you like want any... Enderman would do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want any kind of check for that to see if... Uh, or whatever, uh, any kind of crafting check or whatever? I'd, I'd say that's fine, the way it is. I'm pretty happy okay. with that. Not biased at all. <laughs> yeah. Then with that up, I would uh, offer to lead the way of Cherno once. That way he can have a spell ready to go since I've got my big glaive out front. And I will agree, but also be pulling out a glaive using my weapon contract. All right. Then I uh, make sure that the pointy bit of my glaive is sticking out ahead of me, uh, <laughs> and I point the lan- lantern down the hallway and slowly walk down the passage, or is it another room on the other side? Uh, it's another passage that leads on. There's a T section, but having knowledge previously and studied uh, the, well, been told via the priestess, you would assume that a lot of these sigils are sort of around the outskirts of the sewers and not necessarily in the sort of central uh, section to kind of create a area of connection between these all and then the area within all of the sigils would be affected. Okay, so then would I think it'd be easier to jump out of the sewers and go to a different entrance above ground or just kind of try and skirt my way around the outside ring of the inside of the sewers? You think it may be a bit safer, but it's up to you, potentially a little bit longer in time. But I think we might want to at least check to see if there are any undead baddies here. That way we can... You know, fulfill the agreement to get rid. 
Um, so do you want to continue on for just a little bit and then uh, if we don't see any more undead baddies, check the way with the keys and then head up if we don't find any down that way? Absolutely. Oh, I was like, I swear I have the ability to sense undead. No, I get that from the Raven Queen after this. Yep, <laughs> yeah, the 15-foot sense undead. Um, and I don't have anything as far as sensing undead anyway. I've got Sanctuary I can cast once per day, but I don't want to use that yet. Oh, shit, I have my Familiar, too. Um, I would put my Familiar uh, right by the keys as well to squawk loudly if something happens. Uh, And then I would walk down ahead of Cherno. i try to stay about 10 feet ahead um, because I've got that cry ability that I can use um, with my Harlequin thing. So I would stay about 10 feet ahead and just shine the the light ahead of me. Sure. Probably about another eight to ten minutes of time pass as you're making your way through, uh, keeping ever vigil as you're continuing for any potential undead and then the odd occasion passing your senses back to your familiar just to check where you've come from. And as you round a corner, you see a smaller sort of room with a number of pipes sort of running across the roof of it and kind of buried down into one of the corners is one of these sigils. There doesn't appear to be anything within the room or anyone and it's awfully silent except for the sort of slight faint trickling of water through the pipes overhead. Okay, I don't have any ranged attack spells so I would point it out to Cherno without going into the room. I would point it out to Cherno and say, hey, Cherno, can you blast that from here and see if anything comes out? I'd rather choke him here in this narrower passage and go into a room where we could be surrounded. That makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. Any reason I can't do that, Mr. DM? Well, apart from the Tarask in the corner. No. <laughs> oh, damn it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, that's Tarask. It's okay. <laughs> all, those, yeah. all those contracts you made with Belagos attracted the attention of the Tarask. <laughs> yes, the floor right. rumbles and then cracks open. You see Tarask rising into this tiny room. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, there should not be any reason that you could think of that you wouldn't just blast it. Okay, so I'll just use... Uh, let's have some fun. I'll use just a regular good old produce flame. Okay. The flame, uh, you hold your hand and grasp, and you watch as a ball of flame begins growing in your hand, and it turns into this solid kind of baseball-sized ball. As you hurl it across the room, it lights up and shatters into the corner kind of spreading flame across that section of wall, but as the flame diminishes, you see that while the wall is now a bit charred and has a bit of soot over it, the sigil is still very much intact. Okay, let's try Sacred Flame. (laughs) Okay, blasting across the room, the bluish, uh, the light bluish flame trickles across, falling down with some shimmer. And as it clears, you see that the sigil is beginning to fade. Anything stumbling and craving brains walking our way? <laughs> Roll a perception check. 
Hey, that one was a 16. Oh, wow. That one was a 7. Shadow's <laughs> <laughs> just like, ah, flame, hell yeah. Shadow's <laughs> just getting really into this whole, let's just keep tossing fireballing. <laughs> no joke. The sewer gas ignites and explodes and kills us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all those, uh, all the collected excrement has created a lot of <laughs> gas. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, listening out for a little bit, you do hear some sort of sounds like very fast patter across the ground. Not footsteps, less uniform, but definitely something hitting upon stone. Okay, I'd probably approach closer but still stay outside of the room as much as possible. I wouldn't be quiet at all about my movement, but get okay. so that I'm like 10 feet from the entranceway into that next room so we can keep that bottleneck, but um, I can strike as soon as something gets within that 10-foot mark. Okay. Uh, there is a another exit off to the right, and as you're kind of looking in, you see a hand kind of grasp around the corner from the ground and then begin like pulling itself forward and you see a severed arm kind of like flopping its way across the room and into it okay um and it uh notices us or does it just like does, <laughs> does it does, scream roll initiative <laughs> yeah, yeah i was gonna say does does cousin thing or does thing you know skitter in from the adams family house and uh, just like come towards us or does it just kind of hang out in that room where the undead sigil is it rushes towards the fading sigil so it's off off in the opposite corner facing well assumedly facing away from you considering it's not sure what way it faces but it is off in that direction then as I charge towards its back towards its wrist whatever (laughs) I shout light him up Cherno as I swing down at it okay roll a attack roll (laughs) Are you lighting it up? Uh, Are we 17. lighting it up? Oh, you're lighting it up. Hits. Oh, yeah, I yelled at you to light it up as I charge in. Okay, I will cast Sacred Flame because I'm getting a hint that Sacred's going to help more. Okay. That. That's a full on eight. Oh, wow. Awesome. The flames burning around the arm as it's. It sort of props itself up on the stump of a forearm, and then the fingers sort of shriek up in the air. Uh, it's still living, I'd say, loosely. Uh, Bob? Okay, yeah, uh, my attack roll was a 17, and then the damage, uh, I'm assuming it hits. Yep. Damage was a 9. Okay, and that is more than enough to slice this severed arm into more of a severed configuration. Uh <laughs> chopping it down the middle so that between the fingers it kind of just slips open in half, revealing the <laughs> forearm bone. Icky. And it twitches a little as the radiant energy kind of begins burning it away. Alright, do we notice anything else charging out, or was it just the one hand arm thing? Listening and kind of looking down that hallway, you do not see anything else. Okay, I would ask... Roll a... Roll a <laughs> mm, Religion check if you want to try and find out what this creature was, or yeah, that would be a sixteen. I'm one hundred percent thinking that it's thing from the Adams family, but I know that's not <laughs> correct. Uh, you think that this may have been a gorling 
which is essentially something a necromancer creates when they don't have a full body to uh, create into a zombie. Ew. Less, it's more more powerful than like a crawling claw, say, but usually can create be created from any sort of configuration of body parts. I look for the collar that says Spot or Fido. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would ask Cherno then, do you think we should go forward some more, or do you think we should turn back and check out that other tunnel? I think we should finish off this whatever we're obviously annoying, and I'll cast Sacred Flame on the sigil again. Okay, the sigil diminishes completely underneath the powerful radiance of your Sacred Flame. And nothing else runs out at us after that second blast? No. Hmm. That was eventful. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you want, we can walk for another ten minutes. If we don't find anything, we can turn around and come back. You gather that the sigils, well, the sort of knowledge of the sigils has been gathered fairly quickly. So creatures have managed to last without dying within the sewers for the past, like, 48 hours or however long it's been since they've been fully erected. So the likelihood of there being undead everywhere and swarming is pretty low. Okay, so then if this this would have been left for another, like, say, week or two, then you would have started to have noticeable more undead sort of coming up from the sewers, potentially. Okay, so then probably just wherever an entrance is, you know, within a ten-minute walk of the entrance is probably all the further these sigils are going to extend into the deeper reaches of the sewers. That's a fair, uh, fair idea. Okay, so then uh, I would tell Cherno we should turn back and walk ten minutes probably down that other hallway uh, where I hung the keys. And, you know, if we don't find anything down that hallway, then head up and go uh, further across the city to one of the other entrances that's marked. That sounds like a plan to me. All right, then I lead the way with the pointy end facing forward. (laughs) Okay, so doubling back. You manage to get back to the key that seems undisturbed, and your uh, raven familiar is sitting nearby, who complete who quickly flutters over to your shoulder, Bob. <laughs> because I'm morbid like that, I would say, "Hey, there's a tasty treat for you down that other hallway. Go get it. Go get it." <laughs> Comes back with a half severed arm. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. No, no, it's just a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I expected it to bring it back with the middle finger showing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, then I guess I'll continue down that hallway uh, in the lead. I guess uh, for another ten minutes, see if we find anything. If not, head back surface side. All right. And just as like, I'm not really fearing anything. I'm just going to have produce flame going. Yeah. Okay. Because it lasts up to ten minutes. Awesome. We'll say. Over the next uh, ten minutes, you manage to find two more sigils, and uh, using the use of Sacred Flame or your prayer, Bob, you are able to destroy them fairly easily without anything jumping out towards you. Okay. Would you continue on forward or head back out in up into the streets to kind of continue along getting a... Uh, or entering from the further points of the sigils? Since we found two of them on this side, I would ask Cherno if he thought, you know, another five minutes down this walkway would be warranted or if we want to turn around. I'll point out that 
your patron patron seems pretty serious about total eradication. Yeah, so then I'd probably walk another five minutes down just to be doubly sure that there's not another one. Okay. As you continue on five minutes down, at around four minutes, the hall sort of opens up into a fairly large room about 50 foot long and dipping downwards about 30 feet. There's two sort of stairwells that lead down and there's a large sort of viscous pool of muck in the centre of it that a lot of this sewer is sewage is just sort of dumping uh, sewer pipes are dumping in uh, you get the smell of like refuse and long rotting kind of decayed uh, how will I say this nicely poop and yeah. <laughs> urine <laughs> yeah. then, then with um I would probably apologize to my raven ahead of time and have it kind of swoop over the top of the sewage to make sure that there, I didn't, you know, there aren't any hands sticking up out of it or anything very obviously undead. Uh, and if it didn't see anything, then probably turn around and head back surface side. All right, make a perception check. Okay. Um, and with my raven and its plus three, that was an 11. Okay, your raven swoops over top of this muck pile, uh, looking down in, looking for any movement, hands, feet, anything sticking out. Uh, Doesn't seem to see anything out of the ordinary except for the disgusting uh, refuse flushed down the toilets by the citizens of Port City. And no sigils anywhere we could see either? Uh, Not in this room, no. Okay. I would probably tell Cherno we're probably safe turning back. I don't think we need to wade through all this crap to, you know, just be quadruply sure. I don't think any necromancer would be on the other side of this. <laughs> yeah. I'll agree and say it seems like a crappy job. <laughs> I would chuckle to myself at that. Um, yeah, then I say we go surface side and probably head to the next marked location on the Raven Queen's agenda for it. Okay. Exiting out at that temple of beauty, you head back into the streets, making your way. You see some of those awesome dudes from the temple of uh, the Ale Father that are chugging down more alcohol at, like, 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh, hell yeah. No, that's a great idea. I would totally say, Cherno, just a minute. These dudes are awesome. Um, I'd be like, guys, 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 come here. He can do flaming shots without them being lit ahead of time. <laughs> One of them says, "Whoa, that's lit, dude!" I'll tell you, you what. Any fireball whiskey? <laughs> fireball whiskey? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm saying, "Whoa, fire, dude!" I I would say I bet that if he can do. Two flaming shots without blowing out the fire first, then you guys will give us ten vials of holy, whatever holy water equivalent the temple of the Father would have. <laughs> yeah. um, whoa, whoa, dude! We can't just give out holy uh, beers, my dude. Well, uh, what about three holy beers? Fine, but only if it's the good stout stuff. 
Of course. All right. My bro. I would gesture towards uh, Cherno and say, uh, have fun. <laughs> As I sit down to take a short rest <laughs> while you do shots. Hey, fireman, come on. Let's see your shot. Can I roll an insight on these guys? I'm going to roll an insight to see how, how much of a performance would impress them. <laughs> okay. I mean, my rolling's been awful today, but we'll try our best. Um, so for insight, that's a 14. Can uh, I help Can I help inspire him by rolling a performance check in which I'm back there singing, Shot, 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 oh, shot, 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 shot. 100%. This isn't my performance check. This is seeing if I think a performance check will improve our outcome. I kid you oh. not, I will take a picture of it if you want. I rolled a 20. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Then I'm going to... like bobbing up and down a bit, and it's pretty obvious to Turner that these guys don't take much to begin like impressing. <laughs> All right, so I rolled a 16 on my performance. Oh, yeah. They begin like, they bring out like a small table and begin like lining up shot glasses. You light the tops of them on fire, I assume. Well, first, how I'm going to do it is I'm going to, like, lift up my ropes on my sleeves, kind of roll up my sleeves, take the hood off, go full blue flame, and light it up that way. <laughs> They're like, whoa! Cool! Blue flames on the fingertips of the whole nine yards. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're loving this. This is a public service announcement from the Adventuring Guild. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We don't put mixed flames in alcohol. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah. Then uh, after Cherno does the shots, I 100% collect those holy brews. Uh, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to take a short rest while we're doing this, if at all possible, because I'm down to 13 health points. Sure, we'll say that over the span of the 30 minutes or so that it takes for the small celebration that follows Cherno doing the shots, uh, for them to actually give you any of the holy ale. Okay. Yeah, I recovered. Rest. Yeah, so, I co- recovered ten of them, so I'm good to go now. Okay. Yeah. I had a question. What's the uh, result of having five to six shots? Uh, give me a Constitution save. Okay. Ooh, not good. With my plus two modifier, it's a four. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You are feeling good. I have got an antitoxin <laughs> potion thing that I got. At, oh, shit. No, that was our most recent one, wasn't it? I do not have an antitoxin because that was when I chewed it up and gave it to what's-his-bucket. Uh, so that was after this adventure. I don't have that. Never mind. <laughs> one of the clerics of the Ale Father wearing a uh, beer mug hat sort of comes up to you and pats you on the back and is like, How are you feeling, my dude? <laughs> I'm so lit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They all cheer and somehow bring out, like, five bottles of champagne and just begin, like, shaking them and spraying them over everyone in the vicinity. <laughs> my ropes are all sticky now. <laughs> lit. Uh, yeah, they... <laughs> I would they, probably uh, adore you now, Cherno. They adore you completely. I, I'm making a note of this. <laughs> oh my God. I, I will 100 uh, percent pull Cherno along before he uh, turns into more like his father with all the sass that comes with that, and um, did begin leading him towards the next area we're supposed to go to. 
Uh, along my way, probably walking by some sort of temple of water and getting like some good old fashioned water in his system. Oh yeah, there's a, <laughs> you uh, dip within a fountain and begin making him drink handfuls of water. <laughs> Why? What could go on? Like, trust me, been there. You're gonna want this for before morning. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Charlie has much experience with alcohol at all. So. Oh yeah, you feel real warm. <laughs> There's uh, no flame control going on at all anymore, too. <laughs> no. uh, great. Just imagining your hands like a blowtorch. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So all right. Then. I stick out a little bit. Okay. <laughs> definitely, uh, we'll let you do all the intimidation rolls with the uh, blowtorch going right now. Oh, so yeah. Then, definitely. So then, uh, where in the city would the next one be? Would it be close to the temple, or would it be clear on the other side in a different district? Uh, you covered a fair, like, semicircle of space. Like, a little more than, like, a semicircle of space. So... Oh. You are fairly certain that you've covered at least half, if not maybe two-thirds of what you needed to cover already. So the others would be fairly distant from where you started. Okay, then I'm going to run to the Raven Queen's temple while we're this close, and while Cherno, I'm making him chug water. Um, I'm going to run to the Raven Queen's temple and try and get three more vials of holy water if I could. Okay, sure. Uh, Awesome. We'll say that with a small donation they'll gladly part with anything you need. How much? I've got lots of um, uh, silver pieces and gold I can spend if we need. Uh, it's up to you. Okay, I'll probably give two gold then. Um, sure. Two gold and take four, that way five silver apiece. So I'll get four more, so that'll give us seven total holy waters. Awesome. Holy H2O because I'm short on note space. Alright. <laughs> Um, so then, yeah, I would go collect Cherno, uh, and hoping that his hangover is better, probably start walking, I guess, there. Uh, I would definitely cut through the Merchant's Guild district, uh, if I'm able to, that way we can grab, like, some toast, or, like, some, some sort of soaking up type food for him to, uh, eat on top of all this alcohol he's had. Oh, yeah, you down a few pieces of bread. Awesome. All right, yeah, then uh, I guess we head over to the next tunnel entrance. Okay. There is a small sort of water well outside of the uh, Temple of Luck, and there's a few people kind of tossing coins down into it and making wishes, and you notice, you know that one of the sort of entrances into the sewer is a bit sort of off the beaten path. Uh, There is a well kind of tunnel halfway down this well that is a crawl space leading on about maybe 20 30 feet that then breaks into this side of one of the tunnels in the sewers all right i would take off my mask right near that fountain flick a coin in and say i hope to find a way home or i wish to find a way home or something like that (laughs) and then uh put the mask back on before cherno can question it and immediately begin marching towards that well okay some children and a man like flick a few coins in you see coppers and silvers flying in and as you look down the well you can see a couple of coins at the bottom 
but it looks like they sort of slowly sink and disappear. And there is the tunnel probably 15 feet down in the well. Uh, the well then drops on another 15 feet before hitting water, so there's a 30-foot drop with the tunnel halfway down. Is there a ladder or something, or do we have to, like, lower a rope? Uh, there is no ladder, and the edges are not slick, but look like they're fairly smooth. I've got a plus two to strength. Well, that's meta terms. I can't say that. I would be <laughs> athletic enough that I think I could probably get down there. So I would try to work my way down, and then I would summon my glaive and kind of stick it into the stone right on the other side of the, uh, I guess, part that goes halfway down or whatever, like stick it in the wall and try and reach up to help Cherno, you know, so that there's that glaive there to catch on to should he slip. Awesome. Roll a athletics check for me. And I am efficient. If you succeed, Cherno can get an advantage on his athletics check. Awesome. Uh, That was a 12 with my modifier. Okay, easy enough. You managed to get your way down, and I'll get you the athletics check as well, Cherno, with advantage. Right. Not that I don't want to get use advantage, and I need it, trust me. <laughs> I would not steady on his feet, drug Cherno, really have advantage here. <laughs> Very true. Uh, straight roll. <laughs> <laughs> I would 100% have one foot on the glaive, stick it in the wall, one foot in the tunnel, like ready to catch my drunken friend as we do something stupid together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank God. So with my minus one modifier of 14. (laughs) (laughs) You make your way down with surprising grace, given the circumstance of you being drunk. (laughs) As you get to the tunnel, Bob's glaive kind of guides you within and you sort of uh, slide down the haft and into the tunnel itself. You can definitely tell that Bob has experience doing stupid crap while drunk with friends, so uh, that, that was definitely some pre-thinking on his side. Yes. Well, very nice. Oh, and as Cherno gets down there, in a very Jack Sparrow ass, he'll be like, well, well, well. <laughs> I would have definitely yelled parkour as we were going down there. Oh, hell. Alright, um, so then the tunnel. Do we see anything... <laughs> Not that I had my back turned, my weapon stabbed into the wall, totally defenseless while helping my drunk friend. But now, uh, looking behind us, are we going to get jumped by a lich or something? <laughs> yes, Orcus himself is in the <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously teaming up with the Tarask from the earlier uh, section. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, make <laughs> he, uh, rides it into battle, of course. Uh, <laughs> Bring me closer uh, down to my sword. Uh, looking down through this crawl space there isn't a Tarrasque or an Orcus and there's nothing seemingly within but you do hear the running of water from the uh, passageway beyond alright rather than try and pull the the glaive out I'm just going to unsummon it uh, and because this is a crawl space so I don't think you know, using my glaive in a crawl space is going to do me much good. So yeah. I would just kind of hold on to the lantern out front uh, with one hand and kind of three uh, crawling or like actual crawling or just kind of stooped crouching. Uh, it'd be if you were on your knees and back up straight, you'd be able to just narrowly miss the top of the uh, space. So you could walk ish if you were sort of on your 
using your hands a little as well. Yeah, I would probably do that then with one hand out front holding that uh, lantern out to make sure we don't run into anybody unexpectedly. Okay, sure. Uh, Exiting out the other side, you see it opens up into a very large cylindrical tunnel, the sort of rushing water and sewage coming down. It's slightly sloped, and looking to your right, the sewer tunnel uh, arcs upward at probably like a 20-degree angle, and which, of course, causes the liquid sliding down the middle of it to be travelling at a fair amount of speed, which is where you heard the running. Uh, To your left, you see that there is one of these sigils, probably five, six feet down from where you currently are, and it is carved into the edge of this cylindrical tunnel. Okay, uh, so... I guess, perception check to see, like, can we tell if there's anything that's been moving through this crawl space or going through here with a perception check, or is it going to be too mu- too big of an expanse or whatever to try and check to see if there's been uh, any movement in this area? I'll say you could try an investigation. Okay. There, there's enough sort of uh, dirt and kind of rough stone within that crawl space to where you think that you could probably gather some tracks if you looked well enough, but the tunnel itself is fairly... It looks like there's a lot of liquid that kind of runs down through here. Okay, yeah, never mind that. I'm just trying to think of what, you know, if we could see which direction the tracks were coming from to figure out which way to go from there, but um, I guess you said the left was uh, inclining up? Uh, The left was downward. Leftward down. All right, so then I would probably want to head right because I don't think the necromancer would go back down into that pool of crap um, that this eventually drains into. Probably. Do you think, Cherno, or do we want to start at the low end where that where we kind of know it it will drop off and then work our way back up? Bad guys usually like to go to the bottom. There was a sigil um, oh. in the tunnel down by five feet from the uh, crawl space exit. Okay. Yeah. Though then. Uh, after crawling out of the tunnel, I would re-summon my glaive and have Cherno shoot it from a distance if he wanted to. Okay. Absolutely. Actually, being able to hit the uh, sigil from where you are would, I'd say, just the somatic components alone. Are there somatic components in Sacred Flame? I, uh, I believe so. I think all of my spells are somatic. Uh, Sacred Flame, verbal and somatic. Okay. I'd say the... The stone would be slippery enough with you probably only being about a foot and a half away from this fairly quickly running sewage that if you were to begin doing your somatic components, there would be a chance you would slip. But you could do so with a successful dexterity acrobatics balancing. Could I help? I have to because I'm too drunk to think otherwise. Could I help support him? Ah, sure. I'll give him advantage. Actually, I'll just give him a flat roll then on the the check. (laughs) Yeah, I would, like, stab the pointy end of my glaive into two of the stones to kind of brace myself so I don't slip, and then I'd put one arm around him or grab him under the arm or something, you know, so he could still do all the hand gestures. So do you want acrobatics or athletics? Uh, Give me acrobatics. This is more to do with balancing. Oh, my God. Trunk powers are amazing. That's a 15? Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Pop's got his glaive stabbed into the tunnel and is holding you, like, by the scruff of your vestments. And you're kind of just hanging out, 
arms outstretched over the sewage performing <laughs> launching your spells towards the sigil oh my god this is great you this. watch the sigil slowly disappear and as it disappears it sort of turns to goo and ooze that sort of slowly trickles down into that sewage and gets washed away I, I vote the name of this episode should be Bob and Cherno's Excellent Adventure. I second <laughs> that, and I want to say I really hope this is the episode that gets us fan art. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. Okay, so um, did the sigil disappear after one strike, or is it going to take more than one like the last ones? Uh, we'll, we'll say uh, Cherno did two uh, okay. sacred flames and managed to alleviate it okay. with your strong. assistance of course otherwise that could have potentially been horrible yeah yeah like bob watch this one from each hand pow churno <laughs> <laughs> yeah. goes off into the distance getting dragged away by sewage water <laughs> still launching little sacred flames as he goes <laughs> oh that's great okay so then we don't see anything else to the downward slope to the left there uh, it continues on beyond both of your vision, just in that 20-degree down uh, wash. Okay. Is there any kind of ledge or anything on the other side or any kind of ledge on the uh, on our side or something that we could maybe get to, or is it all just kind of wading through sewage? The tunnel is fairly... It's, it's a giant cylinder, so there's a portion that's pretty close to the liquid itself that you could walk to, walk on, without... Uh, being too uh, dangerous, but okay. there's no like flat ground at all. It's all fairly hazardous, yeah. say potentially. That's what I was worried about. Is we're going to end up having to make ac- acrobatics checks this entire time. Uh, uh, Pooh, I guess I'll say, Cherno, let's let's sit down here for just a minute. Here, have another sip of water, and I would have filled my <laughs> flask with water beforehand, and you know, had him take a pull off of the flask because I send my raven to uh, go further down the tunnel, downstream, to see if it can find anything that way. Okay. So downstream, your raven continues on a hundred feet. This tunnel continues, and the sewage just sort of piles up and off the edge of this small waterfall as it washes into a very large circular uh, room. A, another one of these heaping pools of liquid is in the centre and there are a number of... Uh, I'm sure you'd know being that you're a dungeon master who's been trapped in this world. It looks like there's like almost like watery type elementals that are currently working on the sewage itself, like cleaning and like <laughs> continuing Poo the flow. Hot damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so then, but they don't look like they're undead under control. They're like city worker elementals. Correct. Yes. Okay. Then I would have the raven come back up and tell Cherno, I guess our only way is up, and uh, have probably start walking that way. Okay. So continuing on, I will need... It continues up probably 30 feet, so I will take one acrobatics check from each of you. Cherno with disadvantage. Well, if you wanted to help Cherno, you could do so, but I'd say that you yourself would have disadvantage on your check. I'm going to go ahead and burn my one inspiration to cancel out that inspiration or that disadvantage, so both of us will just be a straight roll then. Okay, no problem at all. 
That was a 19. That was... Ooh, uh, athletics or acrobatics, sir? Acrobatics. 11. 11, okay, just good enough. You both Cherno sort of wobbling every now and then. You watch as he kind of falls over top of the running stream and his hands sort of catch him on the other side. He just sort of does a extended arm, extended leg plank over the liquid for a brief moment. Bob, you kind of pull him back up with your uh, expert balance that you just showed. And you both get up to the top of that running sewage stream without an issue. As you get to the top, there is a big square room and the the sewage is being funneled through that square room in a sort of L shape. And it's in this kind of trough that then carries on into that large tunnel. There is one of those sewage elementals that is bound to a small area and it is has its it, it's almost watery but it's got like a grayish brown consistency to it it's got its uh extended waterish arms out and connecting to the sewage uh that is running through and it's kind of like moving larger chunks of it along and through the system okay um does it look what did the other ones kind of have that grayish look to them too or does this one look like it's different than the others uh look the exact same as the other ones yes okay um i guess i would not have gone detailed enough to know whether or not these things would be friendly to people in the area so i guess i would insight check to see if i think it's going to attack if we get close okay go for an insight and i just want to speak primordial to it oh damn it okay yeah that was an 18 so it looks very consumed in its work currently. And I'll be like, hey, see any sigils in Primordial? You hear the rolling of a bab- like a babbling brook almost leave this creature's mouth as its form kind of like moves and changes posture and looking up towards you. A little shocked, but it says, uh, which obviously translates to, uh, I'm stuck working currently. I haven't left this room before. Wait, it's a poop elemental. It should go... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right, Bob. (laughs) You hear (laughs) the roiling of a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) And a bowel movement. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) You know, we'll just go ahead and say that this (laughs) this brownish grey elemental has the head of a toilet. (laughs) <laughs> and the toilet seat opens up and down as it speaks to you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Naturally. <laughs> what else would it be? I feel like we have to actually make a poop elemental <laughs> stat block for this. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, the creature has told you that it hasn't left this space ever. It was bound here, and this is where it has stayed uh, doing its work. I'll just kind of nod, like, in primordial, that's shitty. <laughs> the toilet, the toilet seat moves up and down rapidly, clacking against the top of the, the porcelain. <laughs> I want fan art. I demand it. Uh, <laughs> and I'll be like, All right, and so Turtle just kind of looks like, yeah, let's keep going. He's he hasn't seen anything. <laughs> Poor Paul. Okay, so following along the L that the sewage uh, funnels through, you see another sort of more squarish tunnel with uh, walking strips on either side of the 
a trough that the sewage runs through. Uh, I'd say over the next five minutes, you managed to find another one of the sigils and managed to cleanse it relatively easy. Another five minutes passes and you enter into a relatively large room that, oh, well, you approach a relatively large room and the sort of smell of decay wafts over top of you. Yeah, summon the glaive 100%. I really don't want to sacrifice my familiar by having it run in there, but if we have to, I would rather, you know, shoot it in there and then I can dismiss it as an action if I have to. So I would just probably tell Cherno, if we can obviously smell decay, I would definitely tell Cherno to get kind of ready and I would send my familiar into the room to scout, but I would have, you know, ready so that the second it takes damage, I dismiss it. Okay. So as the familiar flies in, you can see immediately sticking from the center of a large pool of refuse on a sort of pole. Yeah, sort of uh, strung up on a pole is what looks like a disfigured undead creature that's had its body parts rearranged into the shape of the sigil that you've been putting out this entire time. Uh Head is kind of moving at the top of it, but its body is so disjoined and uh, sort of constrained to make this strange sigil that the only real movement coming from the lower side of it is like a fingers that kind of uh, twitch off to one side. The head kind of follows the raven as it flies around the room. Okay, yeah, I would 100% um, communicate that immediately back to Cherno. Uh, summon the raven, or, you know, bring the raven back to us, and then ask Cherno what he thinks he wants to do for a game plan going in there. Because I don't think, it would have seen the raven, but it didn't make any moves to attack the raven, correct? It, it didn't even look like it. It was, imagine a sigil or shaped or or a body disfigured to look like a sigil and then there's a head on top of it so it's really you don't think it has any way to move oh okay okay i was thinking like a yeah okay um so i'll just be like burn it yeah with fire yeah probably (laughs) that's all you would need to say turno's going to turn and use the valgos ancient red dragon's flame breath oh shit all right so you step into the room yeah okay as you pass your eyes over this horrific side ahead of you before you breathe out fire i'll have you both make wisdom saving throws as you Damn, that's what I was afraid of. Uh, Oh, wow. Okay, that's a 16. Okay, awesome. And 13. Okay, both just what you need. Uh, Turner, just what you need. Bob, you passed with flying colors. Uh, You see the head of this, like, undead, well, once undead creature, now just undead digital thing, uh, look towards you and just sort of let out this strange gurgling uh, babble in your direction. It sort of shocks you, but doesn't frighten you in any way. And it just sort of remains motionless. The little bits of twitching in the muscle that make up this strange and uh, blasphemous sigil. Okay, uh, want us to roll initiative, or uh, is Cherno going to be able to breathe fire beforehand? I will say Cherno breathes fire beforehand. 
Okay. Alright, so this is going to come out both as a flame breath and also probably partially a belt for all of the alcohol. <laughs> okay. Granted, <laughs> well, it's mostly magic, but... That's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> seven damage. Well, okay. dex save first, but... Yeah, it automatically fails. Okay. Yeah, 3d6, so seven damage. Okay, as you breathe the fire, burping in the meantime, and obviously... <laughs> getting that extra bit of uh, alcohol uh, infusion into your flame breath, you see this thing just light up and it begins letting out these gurgling screams as flames begin taking its body. Uh, You watch it slowly beginning to wither. None of you are going to do anything, just going to let it burn, I assume. Oh, I would 100%. If it's screaming, I'm going to try and put it out of its misery. Uh, So I would point and Hold the dead on it. Wisdom save. Sure. Uh, two. Two. It fails, and I rolled max on that, so twelve points of damage. Okay, perfect. So nineteen points all up is the HP it had. So you told the dead the bells sounding out over the top of this creature, and you watch as it's kind of barely blinking eyes close over for the final time, and you watch as the pole that it's held up on begins to char and break and it's uh, the body that has been sort of mutilated to create this disgusting sigil in the name of Orcus sort of breaks apart and then falls to ash on the top of the sewer pile. You feel a lightness sort of take the room and what you didn't realise previous like a sort of strange feeling of red that had been over you is just suddenly lifted. It's like everything around here just got happier, almost. Would be the most basic way to describe it. Okay, can I speak with the dead on this one? Uh, you can certainly try, yes. Okay, I'll be like, once again, what were you, and what happened to you? <laughs> hmm. And <laughs> what's your name? I can't... <laughs> yeah. Does this only work on creatures... Like, technically this creature was undead, but would it have... Um, Would you be able to speak to it after it has died again? It says you can communicate briefly with the souls of the recently deceased before they depart to the underworld, so that's on you. Okay, I'll allow it. Uh, It will say that it was um, a minion for the necromancer before getting its body mutilated into a sigil for uh, the necromancer necromancer's use in his worship of Orcus. Where's the necromancer now? You get the sort of gurgling voice in your mind that says, gone. Alright. Peace be with you. (laughs) As a last act or whatever kind of a thing, I would pop a cork on one of those holy water vials and pour it right over the top of the, the body, kind of sprinkle it around to make sure that all unholy Orcus everything is completely ridden from that area. Okay, as you pour the water down over top, you watch it begin bubbling and breaking down further until everything kind of cleanses into nothing like a clear pool of liquid. Alright. At that point, I would tell Cherno, I don't know about you, but I need a drink. Uh, Drink of water. A good drink of water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you kneel down and sipping up. 
<laughs> and then behind you, of course, the ale father, Claris, come in and shot, shot, shot begins playing on megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Since we got this all done in the one day, I guess if we wanted to, I could just do like a hangout day with you, Cherno. Fair enough, but if it's 9.05, I need to actually get offline, so can we do, move that to another day? Yep, we can do that. Thank you so no, much, Brent. Thank yep. you. All right, I'll talk to you guys uh, later then. We'll go ahead and end here. We both go up and collapse at whatever inn we are supposed to be in, correct? <laughs> After I somehow still manage to make a contract with that one elf lady. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, yes, precisely. All right, thank you, Jerno. <laughs> See you later. Talk to you, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Chaos Plan. If you would like to join the game and support the podcast, visit our Patreon account at patreon.com slash adventuringguild, and there you can pledge to either become a sponsor or a player, or both if you like. So thank you all very, very much for listening, and we hope you join us again next week. Mm